0: Today we're going to be talking about, we're going through a a series on renewing different things, renewing your mind, renewing your heart. Today we're going to talk about renewing your relationships. And first I want to pray because we don't need to hear from me, we need to hear from the Lord. Father, I pray for us this morning that we are open to your word in a fresh way, that we'll be challenged, that we'll be renewed, that our minds will be strengthened, our hearts will grow deeper in our love for you. Be with us as a church, that we will grow closer to one another so that when new people come or we're out in the community, people will go, there's something different. Those people love each other, and I can tell. So help us be known by our love. Be with us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to read a passage. It's Romans 12, 9 through 18, and that's going to guide us through what we're going to do today. It says this, let love be genuine, abhor what is evil. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Rejoice in hope. Be paid in the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. And weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no evil for evil, but give thought to what to do that is honorable in the sight of all. And if possible, so far as it depends on yourself, live peaceably with all. What a challenge. Paul's writing Romans, this letter to the church in Rome, and I think he's calling out to him near the end of this chapter or this book. This letter that he's writing to him, and he's, he's giving him all these different things that we can do. And as I was studying for this, the thing that I realized is that one of the biggest things that flowed through all this was just love. And I listened to that song, All You Need Is Love, and it, it's really pretty cheesy, the, the music of it. If you've ever heard it, those of you that are old enough to remember that song, and I thought, I'm, I should play that. And I thought, no, because then I'll just get laughed at. But to have a relationship that's renewed or being renewed, all you need is love. And it seems so simple, but trust me, as you guys know, it's not simple. So we have a little thing two of my daughters started doing back and forth. It's Rebecca and Sarah. Sarah's the three-year-old, if you've seen her toddling around. And they do this thing. Rebecca holds The cutest part of all of it, though, is that Sarah can't do this. So what she does instead is she kind of forms this triangle. So it's kind of become a little symbol between me and some of the kids when I do this to them. They actually know that what I'm really doing is the heart shape, but I'm giving them this. And what it is, is just a simple reminder that, oh, I love you. And Sarah will do that before I leave. I'll be walking out the door and she'll go, Dad, she'll be eating breakfast or something and hold her hands out. And it just melts my heart because it's so awesome when you can feel that power of love. So today I want to talk through how we're going to renew our relationships. And there's five things that we're going to do that revolve around love. The first one is to love genuinely. We saw in that verse, it says, let love be genuine. And as I studied that, it's a weird word in the Greek when you go back to it. The word genuine is actually, I guess it's kind of a double negative in a way. What it means is to not be a hypocrite. So obviously something that's not a hypocrite is something that's genuine. Then you study what does the word hypocrite mean. And hypocrite really means just a mask. It was an acting term where they would put a mask on to be one character. And then they would go away, and they would come back out, and they would have another mask. So that's what a hypocrite is when you go back and look at it. So this is saying we need to love genuinely. How many of you have ever felt someone not love you genuinely? You know what that feels like. It feels icky. It feels ah, like that doesn't feel good. So that's what we're going to look at here is no hypocrisy, no masks. God and others. The first step is that we need to be genuine. Pull down those masks. And one of the verses that I want to share with you that really came to mind is 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. It's there in your notes, um, but you can follow along up on the board. It's just got the tag in the notes. It says this. It says, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. You see, Paul, when he's writing this, right before this, in 1 Corinthians 12, he's talking about all the gifts that we can have as Christians. And he puts that on hold for a second, and he gets to 1 Corinthians 13, the numbers that we've added. He gets to this part, and he says, I need to spend a chapter, I need to spend this next little bit talking about love and how important love is. Don't miss this. Because standing up here, I want to be eloquent. I want to come across clearly. But if I don't have a heart of love, then what it may sound like is a clanging gong. And I didn't own a gong, because I don't think most people do. But the good news is, is there's a place called Denver Percussion. I should have asked if they would give it to us for free if I mentioned their name, but I didn't. I didn't think that one through. So this is a gong. Who's ever played a gong before? So there's three parts to it. I learned I was playing along with this, and then this kind of metallic, and then the outside. So this is going to seem a little funny at first, and I want it to, but I want it to sink in a little seriously. So... If I come to you, and I'm not being genuine, and I'm being fake, and I walk up and I say, oh, everything's going to be fine. I love you. That was all right. (laughs) How many times in my relationships have I done this to people? Where it looks okay, but the reality is I'm just walking up. that's going to be a sound that I want you to remember, (laughs) and I think you'll be able to. Paul continues on in 1 Corinthians. He says, if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and knowledge, think King Solomon, if I could be the smartest person in the room, but I don't bring it with love, this is all that I'm doing. (laughs) And if I have the faith to move a mountain, but I don't have love to sink in for me, if I give all that I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship, that I may boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. Think of that person who gives everything away, but if they don't do it in love, they've gained nothing. I think love is coming in strong here. How many times have I given those cliche answers where someone sends out a prayer request and my first response is, okay, I'll pray for you. But am I really going to pray for him? Most of the time, yes. There's sometimes no. Um, One of the biggest ways you can just make this noise to me is if I ever put something out, and I don't know if you guys have caught this, but there's this new phrase, positive vibes. I'm going to send you my positive vibes. And it's this interesting, like, they kind of want to be spiritual, but they don't. And... To me, all that I hear is that sound when I hear that. Because what I need is not positive vibes. What I need is God to show up in my life and to change me. That's what I need. So, what are you hiding from? How are you hiding from God? What are those masks that you're putting on? Instead of being really real and vulnerable with God and saying, God, I need you with everything that's within me, what are those masks that you're wearing? And who are you hiding from? Maybe it's a co To love genuinely, not to be that hypocrite. So that's our first one. We're going to love genuinely. The second thing we want to look at is loving humbly. In there it says, outdo one another in showing honor. I love that phrase. I try to say it in our house as much as I can. Because I love the idea of what is a way that I can honor you and put you forward? rather than it being about me. A good verse for this, Philippians 2, 3. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. So I pulled several different people. Some of them may be pastors at the church, others may not be. I'm not going to call out anybody, but I just did. What is it that you do that's got selfish ambition? Because this is obviously a block From love, To be able to love in a way that's humble. What are those things that you do that have that selfish ambition? So when I talk to someone, it's usually when it's something that you want. I'm loving because there's something that I want. So different people that I talk to, one of them may or may not have been my wife, said, sometimes I'll fold laundry so that you'll notice and you'll actually do something around the house. Maybe you'll do dishes or things like that. I just really appreciated the genuineness of that. Like, there is times where I'm going to do something, me something or do something, but it's so that you'll love me. I want to feel loved. I want to feel honored. I want to feel noticed. Because then I have got a sense of worth and purpose. So it's like my way of kind of sleazily, like, reaching out and saying, I'm going to get something from you. What is it for you? Others, it was, I want to figure out, I want someone to figure out what I want without having to tell them. I want them to know what I want and give it to me, but I don't want to go through the hard worth of actually saying, I really want this from you. Selfish ambition creeping in there, do you see it? And one of them that strikes, strikes really hard that we, we were struggling with, so we like being part of the meal team. Who's ever had a baby in the room and gotten a meal from people in the church? A lot of you raising your hands. It's such a blessing. We love it. We love to bring meals because we've been blessed by so many over the years. Well, this year, because we were pregnant, and we didn't get a chance to bring a couple of the family's meals, and then they brought us meals, and there was this huge guilt, and like, ah, why we didn't bring you a meal. You're not supposed to bring, and wait a second, like, is it about me, or is it about the fact of being able to receive blessing from somebody else, to love humbly in that? I know for a lot of you who love moving people, like when someone needs to move, and you're like excited to get that phone call or that text, like, hey, we're moving on this day, But some of you are excited because you may be moving, help them move, because then I'm not going to feel guilty when I call them and say, guess what time it is, (laughs) time for you to come help me, right? So there can be these mixed motives, and that's okay, because it's human, but I want us to pay attention to it, because the second part of this is where it's so key, outdo one another in showing honor. And I read in the message, so this part of that verse, it says this, it says, be good friends who love deeply. And practice playing second fiddle. What a cool little translation that Peterson did there. Be good friends who love deeply and practice playing second fiddle. Who's ever heard of Leonard Bernstein or Bernstein? I could be saying it wrong. There's a few of you in the room. You guys are much more cultured than me because I'd never heard of him. Very famous conductor and composer. They asked him this question. They said, Leonard, what's the hardest instrument to play? doing this for a long time without hesitation his answer was simple he said the hardest instrument to play is second fiddle he said I can get a lot of people to play first fiddle a lot of people who like to be the front who like to be the one that's out there but not a lot of people like to come behind them and play that second fiddle and he said without second fiddle we have no harmony I thought that was such a beautiful picture. Are you willing in your relationships, either to God or to others, to come alongside and say, you go first? And I'm, I like to be noticed. Am I willing to, with my wife and my kids, to slow down and say, what can I do to make you thrive? I'm going to support you and stay in the background and make you thrive. Second fiddle It's a beautiful thing. Who needs you to be the second fiddle? Who in your life are you thinking of right now, who needs that support, that amazing support to come along and be the harmony in life with? That's the question for this one. The third way that we're going to love is we're going to love dependently. This is one line in this, and it totally tore me up this week because the first time I read through maybe the first couple times, I flew right past this part of the verse. It says this, it says, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constant in prayer. And it was easy for me to fly right by it. And God pulled me back and said, no, look at what this is. These three things combined, hope, tribulation, and prayer, I said, are the triple play of Dependency. And if you miss it, it's so awesome to see that we can love dependently. The first one is hope. Rejoice in hope. Hope is not something that I'm very good at. Because hope means that I don't have the thing that I'm on the line. And it's that opposite of our culture where it's not immediate gratification. I don't get it yet. I have to hope in something. And what that is, is that's a dependent life. That's a life that says, God, I trust that you have something in store for me that I get to hope in you through this. You guys see that? Isaiah 40, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. It's not those that try harder and read more scripture and do things on their own that get this, it's those that hope in the Lord. Church, are you hoping in the Lord for what he's going to do? That dependent, it's not about me, but it's about you. And I want to watch what you're going to do. That's what's exciting about that part. The second part of this, be patient in tribulation. Again, I don't know many of us that are really excited when tribulation comes. Like, boy, I really hope another trial comes in my life because that'd be great patient in tribulation. Again, it's another thing that God puts there and he says, life's going to be hard. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be bumps in the road. And what are you going to do in that? Are you going to be patient? And Peter nailed it. Peter, 1 Peter 5.10 says, then after your brief suffering, the God of all loving grace, who has called you to share in his eternal glory in Christ, will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, he will set you firmly in that place and build you up. I want to be personally and powerfully restored by God. And I want to be able to point and give him all the glory and say, look at what God did. Look at what he did. It wasn't me. And then we need to look at Jesus for this last point. The last one was be constant in prayer. You want to see a dependent life? Look at the life of Jesus. Jesus. Because in this scripture, it says that he often went away to the wilderness to pray. The most powerful, he was there at creation. Fully God, fully man, he stepped down into this world, and he often went away to pray. Father, I need you. I need your strength to make it through. Here is the most dependent man that ever walked the earth let's learn from him who are my powerful and strong and independent women I love all of you like, I want to be I want to be the one like, ah, like and in some ways I want to encourage it because I want you to live powerfully and strong but what I don't want to encourage is this thing where it's all about you it's like those bracelets like what would Jesus do like this is what this is one of those where it's like like not what Jesus would do, whatever that acronym would be, like N-W-W-J-D? Or for you men out there, how many of you live life like a Lone Ranger? Or like John Wayne, there's all these movies, for those of you that have watched them, where John Wayne, he's out there and he's doing it on his own, and a manly man, and it's like, is that really what it's about? Has God called us as men to be Superman? or Mr. Incredible, who's able to rise above the challenge and do whatever happens, or has he called us to live dependently, weak at times, and vulnerable, and open to needing other people in our lives? I desperately need our home group. I need to do life with other people because it's my opportunity to take that mask off and say, I don't have what it takes. Now, there's times where I can come alongside and support someone and say, like, we got this. We're going to do it. And there's other times where that needs to happen to me. I need to be able to fall back into someone's arms and say, please walk with me through this. Because we don't need that. So which of these is, is ringing true for you? Maybe all three. Maybe you don't have that thing that you're waiting and expecting God to do, the healing that needs to come. Can you rejoice in the hope of what God wants to bring you today? Or maybe it's patience through tribulation. I know we've had a really rough year, and a lot of you have as well. When I look back, I think 2019 is going to be a year where we happily close that, put it on the shelf and say, I don't need to go through a lot of that again. But it's also going to be a year of God's faithfulness for us. See, we went on a trip. Um, Some of you know the story, some of you don't. Um, But we went on a trip to Nebraska, and on the way home, um, one of our boys was driving, and he swerved off the road, ended up getting in a car accident, and totally wrecked one of our cars. It was a very scary scene to walk up to. One of my other kids was bleeding, and we were caravanning, so I was in in the car that was in the front it was hard. It was hard to not be in control because that's all I wanted. I wanted to be able to control the situation. But what I had to do is I had to trust God through this tribulation. So two days, when we get back two days later, um, Josiah's driving home from work in one of our other cars and the engine blows in it. He calls me, dad, the car just stalled out. I'm on the highway. I just And most of the time I'm thinking, God, I trust you. And there's other times where I was angry and discouraged, more discouraged than sad. Like, what's going to happen here? But it was my job at that point to be patient in the tribulation, because I'm going to get to what happened later on in that story. For some of you, it may be prayer. What does it look like for you to dependently pray to God for the things that you need? I'm bad at prayer. I'll be the first to say it. Um, I pray often when I need something. There's other times where I pray for other people as things come along, but it's, it's a skill that I'm trying to grow in and develop because it's a dependency thing. I want to be more dependent on God. And prayer ushers us in because we're no longer in control. We're giving our hope and our trust in God. So think through those three. What is the one or what are some of those that you're working on? Fourth way that we want to love is love generously. Generously. There's a big portion here, lots of different things. We need to rejoice with those who who rejoice. We need to weep with those who weep. Don't think of yourself higher than other people, but associate with the lowly. This to me is our call to love really, really well and to love generously. We see it in Galatians 6 2. It says to carry each other's burdens. This. What are the burdens of those around you that you need to carry? Because there's times where all of us need to pick up someone else's load that they're carrying and walk with them with it. Say, I'm gonna walk with you through this and I'm gonna do it generously. Sometimes it may be financial. Um, That's the second part of the story. Four different people over that next like three weeks ended up giving us money towards vehicles. So not only did we lose the two cars, but we were given enough money to where those were restored. We now have our full fleet that we need to run our big family again. And we could have done it I mean, there was like days where we were like, okay, like if I leave it exactly this time, I can go pick up Josiah at this time to get to this practice and I'll leave him there and then I'll go to this. Like we could have done it, but God restored us. Remember that in Peter, he personally and powerfully restored to us what we needed to live a fairly convenient life. Jesus says this, he says, you will know, people will know that you're my disciples by the way you love one another. I want to be known as a church who loves generously. So the point is this, find them need and meet it, either financial, emotional, or spiritual, and all the other olds. Because <laughs> sometimes they put their hand on their shoulder and they say, I'm here, and that's what I need. I need people to be there for me emotionally so I can get through. Other times where it may be a spiritual thing, where I send out an encouraging text message, and frank were texting a little bit and just reminding ourselves like it's good to send these out like brian was talking about who's in your network Do you have people who are sending you things who are also getting things so that we can do it we see it in hebrews do not forget to do good and to share with others for such sacrifices god is pleased so we have a chance to do this i'm so grateful we are doing this harvest fest thing that's coming up um you guys may have seen the candy that's out there. We need a lot of you. I mean, I'm not going to demand it from any everyone. But those of you that can, please bring in candy for this event. Because there's like 10,000 little people who are going to come through our booth and are going to be demanding candy. So as much candy as you can bring, let's fill that table the next few weeks. Don't bring chocolate. Individually wrapped, not chocolate, because I don't want it to be a melty mess when we're there. That's one way that you can serve. Another way is we still need two people. We've had so many people sign up to help, but we need two more people to help us serve with the city. The city runs all these games for the kids, and we want to be there. We're going to have Novation t-shirts on. It says, Novation loves Westminster. Janelle's done an amazing job drafting some of these things that we're going to do for this. You're going to give up your time, and I get that. On a Saturday, it's hard to do. You're going to give up your patience because it's going to be screaming, rabid kids playing these games. But it's going to be such a fun opportunity just to love on our community. Because remember, Scott, he was telling us a little bit ago, he said, what if Novation closed its doors? Would anyone in the community even know or care? And I'm resolved to make sure that people know and care. Because I want to love generously. I want to be a church and be people who reach out and say, I want to do this. For this one, be part of a home group. You want to be generously loved? Be part of a a home group. Connect with other people. Do life together. And our last point, our last love is to love peacefully. Again, at the end of Romans, this, this paragraph that we went through, it's, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. I have some family members who won't talk to each other. They're that mad at each other. They have been for years. And they may hear this, and I didn't know if I should say it, but I'm going to anyways. They won't talk to each other, and it breaks my heart. And part of why it breaks my heart is because we have other family members who don't believe in Jesus. They've rejected him, and they've said, I don't want anything to do. Both at times we will preach at them, and they won't be reconciled to each other. And it breaks my heart because I just think that's not what Jesus wants Jesus doesn't want someone who's not a believer to hear, oh, you need to love other people. And then for within a family, there to be this division. And I'm not, I am angry at him, if I'm being honest. But I'm really sad because I want the reconciliation. Jesus is about reconciliation. It's why he came to the cross. It started with all of humanity, and then it goes beyond that. In our relationships that we have, he's about reconciliation. Now, some of you have tried to reconcile. You've done your part. It says it here. It says, if possible, as far as it depends on you, to live peaceably. So if you've done your part and you've tried to reconcile, sometimes relationships just aren't going to reconcile, and I get that. But I know for me, there's many relationships where I have not done my part, where I have not done the work that's been needed to know that I've truly done what I can to live at peace with that person. So we need to see who are those people that we need to live at peace with. And one of the things that God laid on my heart is I feel like there's a few people here who need to live at peace with yourself. Because first, at peace with yourself. There's some of you that things happened to you when you were little that shouldn't have happened to. And you've carried guilt and you've carried shame decades. And my invitation to you is this, that it's not yours to carry anymore. Find that peace within yourself. It may take counseling, it may take meeting with the pastors. There's some of you that have done things years and years and years ago that you shouldn't have done. And for years or decades, you've carried the weight Of that guilt and shame in your life. And my offering to you is that you're free in Christ today. That you have peace in Christ today. Because of this verse, Colossians 1 19 through 20. For God, in all his fullness, was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Jesus came down and died for you, for all of your sins, the ones that you've committed, the ones that you're going to commit. And he has restored you and given peace. The offering to you is to surrender it, whatever's holding you back from that, to Jesus. Because that's where you're going to feel the peace. Jesus dealt with it. So what is the one for you? I want you to really look through this list. Those of you who are taking notes. What is the one for you? There's five ways that we need to love as we read through this scripture. We need to love genuinely. Pull down your masks. Don't be that actor. Don't be fake. We need to love humbly. We need to practice playing second fiddle like it talked about. There's people that we need to come behind and say, you, you. What do you need to thrive? We need to love dependently. You're not supposed to have favorites, but this is my favorite because it's a reminder for me that I need Jesus every day where I need to rejoice in hope. Those things that haven't come yet, I need to be able to rejoice in and say, God, I trust you. I need to be patient through my trials and tribulations. I need to be faithful in prayer, connecting to him, And then the ability to love generously from the depths of your heart to be able to give into our communities, into those that need it, to light your candle and run into that world and say, here I am. I'm bringing God's light. Some of you need to maybe reconcile with someone this week. Some of you need to reconcile with yourself. But Let's love well this week, church. Father, I pray for us as we go from this place just reminded of your peace that you can bring to us. in those times when I'm anxious and I'm stirred up and things just don't feel right, that my responsibility is to come back to you, not to do life on my own, not some Superman, Mr. Incredible. I can do this because I can't. And I want to be more like Christ in that I often go to the wilderness to pray, to connect to you, Remind us of that peace that you bring as we go through the week, Lord. Help us to love well. Help us to connect to you. In Jesus' name I pray. We're going to end with just a quick chorus. secure